Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we're looking at Season 4, Episode 9, Dad Loves Sherry, The Boys Just Wine, in which Martin introduces his new love interest, Sherry Dempsey, to the Crane Clan to mixed results. Just double-checking, I've actually got the name right there of the episode, because I didn't have it up in front of my... Yes, it is. It is. Yeah, that, it is yeah. that is the title. Um, in this episode, Key, Sherry Dempsey mentions her not-quite-residency in Las Vegas... Have you, would you uh, ever want to go to Las Vegas? And have I asked you that on the podcast before? Um, I don't think so. I would go to Vegas. I that feel is, like, um, I don't think I'd go for, a, it's a bit of a, a contradiction, so I wouldn't go for a long time, but mm-hmm. obviously. It's, but you it go a for a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes a while to get to Vegas. So it seems like a bit of a cop out to turn around and say, oh, I'd only go for a few days. But I think that I'd struggle to maintain it sort of thing. I feel like I'd get quite tired with Vegas. Mm. Um, which sounds a bit daft, but no, I get it. All the bright lights, constant stimulation—it's probably exhausting. Yeah, and I'm oh, just—I'm fairly easygoing, and I, I get quite tired. So yes, yeah, I know. I'm I think it's, it's ridiculously expensive for literally everything you do in Vegas. Yeah, you have to go there with like a big wad, a briefcase of cash. Yeah, um, and be prepared to just be like, you know what? I'm going to spend this, and it's all good. You know because that's money that I've earmarked to just blast on the slots. Um, but yeah, like, I'd definitely go. We should go stag do at some point. I mean, it's an expensive uh-huh. stag do, but... Yeah, solid. Let's go to Vegas, mate. Me and you. It's, Vegas. It's, me and you, just driving a convertible down the strip. No roof. Tiger in the back. Living the dream. Um, but yeah, listeners who maybe have been to Vegas, a lot of you live far more proximate to it than we do. Um, if you've been, let us know. Does it live up to the hype? And if you've not been, would you ever go? Um, shall we took ourselves into Trivia Corner this week, yeah? Yeah, let's do it, mate. Let's see how this goes. Let's see how this goes. So we've been sent in at the usual trivia from our resident quiz masters, Corey and Hammy. So, Hamish for you this week, Key, numero uno. What three descriptive words are used to describe Sherry by the Crane Brothers? Bonus, if you can add what fourth attribute makes it worse. I... I think she's loud. She is loud. That much is evident. <laughs> That's certainly evident. Isn't <laughs> um, is it boisterous, I think? Boisterous is one, yes. Oh, I can't. I'm struggling to remember the third. Um, I think it's something similar to boisterous. Um, it is. Is it maybe bold or... Oh, it's very close to bold. Is it... Oh. B R. Bronzed. She's very bronzed. She's brash. Brash. She's oh. Brash. And what? And, and to make it to make it easier, what's the 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 fourth attribute that makes it worse? And it also begins with B, in some ways. Um, is it banjo? Yes, you blaze yeah. the banjo. Nothing um, very the banjo. A very acquired taste. The banjo. Where do you stand on on the noise it makes? Um, it please. It, it's quite weird. I'm. I've never really listened to the banjo, but I. I quite like um, George Formby and watching mm. like old George Formby films. Oh, yeah. And obviously everyone will say like he plays the ukulele, but I'm sure in some of them he plays like a, it's sort of a mix between a ukulele and a banjo. You can like, get ukulele banjos. Yeah, I'm um, sure he plays that in some of them. So mm. whilst I've never listened to a banjo, because I like George Formby, I figure that I must like it a little bit. Mm. Um, and if, you know, we obviously we said about going to America. If we went to America and... I think if we were in like the the country and like just guys like 
playing deep like south. This. I'd be all up that. Yeah. Really? Have you seen Deliverance? I have not. <laughs> okay. Well, that that will really make you reconsider being in the country and getting involved with banjo players, um, because that is a pretty creepy, creepy film. Um, question two, Key. Very good on question one. There. Let's see if you can keep it going. What does Niles? No. Why does Niles? believe he's in the placebo group what's that in response to oh is it when she says about how um she loves to make people laugh or something like that yeah like, she says oh, i make people laugh a medicine basically placebo group. yeah absolutely he doesn't find her funny yeah um question three what are martin's nicknames for lilith and maris i i, I thought he was only calling maris this is it, is, is it meant to be that it's the nickname for both of them oh i I thought it was both of them, but I could be wrong. What? Tell me what you think. Um, actually, no. I think you're right. I think I. I think you're right. It's just Mar- Maris. He just says X the Y, doesn't he? If if you're thinking what it is, do you want to I say? I think it? um, it's Frosty. I th- I thought it was all one. Like it's Frosty the Snow Wife or something. That's like what that. I thought. Instead of Frosty the Snowman, he says Frosty the Snow Wife. I thought yeah. he was just referring to Maris because he says yeah, it in because the line, to Niles. Like Niles says, like, don't you compare my Maris to her or something like that, or. Or oh, don't mention my Maris. Something along those lines, isn't it? Maris, yeah, is brought up, and yeah. And let me just check, KSC. Um Oh yeah, he says you're comparing a warm lady like Sherry to Frosty the Snow Wife. It yeah, sounds so like just... it's maybe just one person. I'm not sure, but yeah, well, that I... is open to interpretation. I don't want to get into a potato gate again. <laughs> um, I don't want to be dragged into that Vietnam. Um, Trivia from Mrs. Guzman Crane Key. How many times is Maureen's name mentioned in this episode? Oh, God. Um, Let me just say, I think the answer will surprise you. That's all I'm all I'm saying for this. I haven't got a clue. So it's going to just be a complete shot in the dark. Um, all I'll, I'll say, go higher than whatever you're going to guess. Go higher. Go higher than whatever you're going to guess. Okay. I'm going to say eight, mm-hmm. and that's largely predicated by the fact you said go higher, and I think it's less than that. What if I said go higher than eight, Kate? Nine. She is mentioned a whopping 11 times. 11? 11 times, man. And like, oh, as we'll get into the review. That's more lines than she had in the show. And honestly, it's funny being 11 episodes, which we last saw her. Um, <laughs> I'm not even being funny. Actually, might be. Um, but yeah, like, what the hell? But there you go. Trivia from Run for Your Life. How many times is Gotcha said and by whom? Sherry definitely says it once, I think. Tick. Oh. I think Martin may say it at some point. Tick. I don't know where. And then Sherry I think... at the apartment, Martin at Nervosa. Okay. And then he's, I think, just Frasier. Say it then outside Navosa, I think. Tick, 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 three out of three, you <laughs> sly dog. Um, finally, I mean, you've done extraordinarily well here. Other than the mo- the Marine one, Maureen, you've done very, very well here. Trivia for Niles Crane. In the opening scene, what are the three coffees we see advertised on the board in Navosa? <sighs> Bonus marks if you can remember the prices. Holy how this is okay. hard. I haven't got a clue. I mean, if you, I don't think you can even guess these. A special Kenyan brand. Oh my God. No, I thought you had one for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, a gutless wonder. A gutless wonder. Nice. Um, and a macchiato. 
That's not there's no joke in that one. I, I mean, a macchiato is a thing. Um, we've got a cafe latte suprema, which is two dollars fifty. We have an ice mocha special, which is two ninety five, and a cappuccino nenosa. I'm, I'm, I'm not nervosa, but nenosa two twenty five dollars. There you go. Okay, that's a tough one. That is a very tough question. Do you want to uh, level yours at me, good sir? Yeah, these. I'm going to be honest. These were prepared quite late in the day because mm, that's uh, absolutely fairly frantic day we're a very late in the day kind of duo <laughs> okay so uh in this episode we hear of an award for distinguished contributions to the literature of psychiatry we do who is the award named for do you know what i'm so annoyed at i made a note of this and it is literally on my screen right now which <laughs> i'm not looking at and i knew you were going to ask me and i still can't remember um I feel like there might be, it's not Fabian or Fa- Fabian or maybe there's an F and an M um, in there. Um, the last name is a bit like an, an actor's last name. Yeah, that rings a bell. Like I can remember it, but um, oh my God. Is it is it FM? It's FM. Other way around. MF. Um, yeah. Oh my god, I'm so frustrated. You have to tell me. I think I've got Marriott Fastbinder. Marriott, yes, yes, it is. Fa- Mar- I've got, I wrote Marriott, yeah, Fastbinder, Fastbender, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, God's sake. Um, Should have got okay. that. Okay. Next question What yeah. is the name of Sherry's perfume? Milady's Boudoir. Milady's Boudoir. <laughs> Milady's Boudoir. Would you yeah. ever buy Shanna a little bottle of that? I think, I mean, how could I not? It sounds lovely. A little spritzer for Shan there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have another question for me, Kay? Yeah, last question. Yeah, hit me. Um, whose hernia are we worried about, particularly Ooh. when he limbos? Oh, bugger me. Fraser says this denials, doesn't he, outside Nervosa? But yeah. Is it George someone? Uh, I don't think we get a first uh, name. I think it's just last name. You'd have to tell my Uncle George, or I think it's Dr. Goidfrund. Oh, god, damn, that's hard. Man. Like... Who the hell is Dr. Goidfrund? Oh, he's the guy you know, he, yeah, when he's limbos, mate. When Dr. Oh, the Goidfrund... guy of the guy from the thing, oh, the guy, yeah. he's, he's a friend to all. He's Dr. <laughs> Dr. Yeah, uh, oh, that was not a very good showing of your trivia there, came up. Did I get any of that? Oh, I got the, the ladies' boudoir. Yeah, you um, got my ladies' boudoir, you got one out of three. Oh, god, which is a very respectable showing. I know it's Christmas, Kay, but you don't have to be that charitable. Um, <laughs> okay, MK's questions to see things to a close this week, Key. Question one, what is Chandler Bing's job? Joke, just a friend's reference for you there. What is Sherry's job? Uh, also, that is Corey's joke. I'm not stealing uh, credit for that. <laughs> I think she's a bartender at McGinty's. Yes, she is. I completely forgot that she was a bartender. Like When he says, oh, yeah, it's just great a ga- great gal I met down at McGinty's, I forgot that she was a bartender um, and had forgotten until now. Um, question two, how does Daphne explain the way she gets her visions? I think is it like a tingly feeling? Yeah. And like an image pops into her head, something like that. Yep, and there's, and there's one more alternative. Oh, God. Um... What, am, what, what am I doing right now, Okay, <laughs> What am I doing right now? Leaning? I'm a husky voice murmuring in your ear. 
husky oh, of voice. course. Murmuring engine. Come on, Kay. Does it get any huskier than this? <laughs> <laughs> they call me Mr. Husk down at the, uh, the voice acting. I wonder acting, why uh... I kept calling you that. I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> um, great question coming up now, Kay, because um, I... I was kind of taking note of this when it was uh, happening. I thought, oh, this would make a good question. Can Key name everything Niles drinks this episode? Oh, God. Uh. There's only three things to give you a clue. He has like a coffee at Novosa, I think. Yes, he does. A little update for the coffee count coming your way, listeners. Oh, God, no. Um, will I kick myself? Uh, yeah, it's fairly straightforward. I will, uh, and you do see him do it prominently both times now for the two things you're trying to remember. Um, oh, doesn't he have like um, a little bit of Valentine's? I think he has a sugar Valentine's, and oh. then there's one more thing in between those two things. Okay, it's gone. I'm gonna gonna kick myself. Based it's gone. a glass of cold duck, the sparkling wine that Sherry has oh. brought around, yes. um, which is like radioactive red. Oh, doesn't look, look lovely. Doesn't look lovely, does it? Um, I don't know. I had a four bottle, a four pound bottle of wine, the Jam Shed. The um, Jam Shed. Yeah, it was called Jam Shed. It was like four quid from Tesco the other week. It, okay. The first half a bottle was bad. Like, really? It was not good. The second half, however, wasn't too bad. Ah, uh, you know what you got to do? You got to shake the bottle before you pour it. <laughs> uh, all the all the good stuff settled at the bottom. Um, are you? Was it a red wine or a white wine or? I think it was. Oh like... goodness me! <laughs> I wasn't expecting such uncertainty there. I'm going to be honest. It was a couple of weeks ago. I do not remember it well. I love a red wine. I mean, in fact, I've got I'm... one. Got one right here. I much prefer red to white. Mm. Red's just classier, yeah, man. It's got the. It's, got the but it's not in France. I feel like if you drink red wine in France, you're just really. Like... When I'm pretty sure red wine is much cheaper. Than white in France. Right, okay, I, can, and, I can believe that. I've got no reason to not. And I like just bought the red wine in France. And I'm sure someone said to me after the fact, Oh, did you get a load of funny looks? Because like that's what you that's like quite common wine, whereas like the white wine is regarded better wine, I think. Good lord, man. Isn't it mad like the stratification of just like everything in life, like classes and, and it's know. when people go to me, Oh, it's very dry wine, isn't it? And I'm like, no, it's liquid <laughs> my mouth goes wet so <laughs> I, don't I, don't what, I, don't what, I don't know what you're smoking um final trivia this week key from hot as orchid what feature what feat does niles achieve in this episode which might be surprising for his character given information we learn late in the series oh god um is it something obvious is it he does yeah it's not i wouldn't say it's obvious but Feet, it's a very small fry kind of domestic feat. It's not like, you know, jumping off a cliff. It's it's something he achieves challenge-wise that maybe is contradictory to what we know about him as a as a human being. I don't know. I mean, in terms of like a feat, I don't know if I'd say... I, don't, I feel it's like one of those that when I get the answer, I'm going, and I've known it, but... Mm. Um, oh, mate, it's not going well, is it? Um... <laughs> Do you tap out? Yeah, I'll tap out, yeah. He catches the bottle of bubbly, yet apparently he can't catch a banana. Is a quote from uh, from later in the show. We know. Oh, well, I mean, a bottle of bubbly is much easier to catch than a. a but banana. I think his catching in general is pretty poor. So uh, <laughs> something something momentous in the catching of the uh, of the bubbly there. Um, and a bonus joke question. I felt tempted to ask: What's a polite word for inflict? 
I don't know, but I'm sure you'll find one. Very, very good indeed from Caitlin there. Um, thank you, everyone who wrote in um, your trivia this week. And thank you, Yuki, for asking me yours, although I did customarily. I don't think either of us have come out of this particularly well, mate. I'm it's, be it's becoming a bit of a theme. Remember, <laughs> like, you know, you used to be the shining beacon of trivia on this podcast. And, you know, <laughs> you know I was the, the dud. Um, speaking of, I watched the summer of four foot two um, Simpson episode. Was I telling you this last time we recorded? You, you told me that oh Simpsons have come up because I watched summer of four foot two, and then you didn't mention it again. Damn it, man! Whereas when they're playing the mystery of door, or whatever, like the, the, the dating game, and then Bart gets <laughs> like the you, Dexter. <laughs> you got the dud. He's, he's talking about you, Poindexter. Stand, stand up for yourself. <laughs> um, just amazing. Um, but yeah, shall we get into the review key? Yeah, let's do it, mate. Can you please tell me what the animation was? I <laughs> can you? <laughs> I've watched a few episodes of Frasier last week because I've started like my Christmas run through. Yeah, um, love to I hear it. Think was it the hot air balloon, or am I mixing it up with a different episode? It was the hot air balloon. Thank one God. question: <laughs> Would you go across one over Sun Valley, or would you follow along in the recovery vehicle? I, I'd, I'd go in a hot air balloon. Would you? Yeah. Holy hell, you wouldn't catch me in one of them for bloody a million quid. Why? They look just sort of ready to burst. The pigeon flies into it and bam, you're down. I don't, I'm pretty sure they're fairly durable. I mean, maybe, keep it. When you look up into that cavernous, we've talked about this on the podcast before because I remember saying about looking up into the cavernous space of the of the hollow balloon. And it might even have been Caitlin, someone saying that it just gave them incredible heebie-jeebies. So... Oh yeah, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't I know where to look because I don't particularly like heights, so I wouldn't be able to look up. But I'm I would begging be you not down. to go on a hot air balloon, Keith. If you don't like heights, <laughs> just please. It just begs, begs reason. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm weirdly confident about things until the moment I have to do them. Mm. Like someone said to me, "I oh, would do jump from a plane." I was like, "Yeah, no problem." But I know for a fact if I ever went up, I'd be like, "No, no." I'm, you would just that. punch me in the face and like. Run I'd have to be one of those people where they have to kick you out because I'd just freeze at the last minute. Yeah, you literally need to get like socked over the head unconscious and they just like <laughs> jump out with you strapped to him and then someone would just be there going you didn't need to hit him he wanted to come <laughs> <laughs> he was annoying me <laughs> um why is fraser talking to Ma- maureen i can never say a name maureen maureen i would call her maureen because i, I think maureen but then i, I can hear fraser says like marine I, I think maybe it's an american like I'm, obviously i've got an irish background and i've got family called maureen and we mm. would say maureen it's would, def- that's definitely the British way of pronouncing it. Um, you would never say marine. Um, I'm, I'm bastardising it a little bit, but doesn't it just come out of nowhere that she's here? Like, obviously, we forgot. Can you can you tell me, Key, what the last episode we saw her in? Because I checked this police story, isn't it? Isn't it police the- story, which was for uh, nine about thirteen episodes ago. Um, Jeez, that's and here she that. is, just to remind us that Martin is a virile man. Who but it's not, she's women. not even been mentioned in passing, I don't think. I don't Literally, remember the last time. It's not, not like you went, Oh, I'm popping out to see Maureen. Maureen, it's really bothering me now. I can't. It gets in um, the head. I'm going to see M. <laughs> going to see M. Oh, no, she's working for MI5. Um, but yeah, just like they've literally just had to throw her in here to just remind us of what the deal is so that Martin can now pursue a, a new romantic relationship. But what the fuck? Um, Ross is... I don't know why I swore then. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Um, it's, honestly, it's, whenever you swear, I think people write in saying how much they, they listen to this show with their kids. <laughs> 
honestly. Oh, Apologies. this that week was on Sesame Street. Can you name some words beginning with F? <laughs> <laughs> um, Ross is chatting to Niles at the at the uh, counter now, talking about her black toenail that's finally fallen off. I'm no stranger to this with football injuries and things. Um, in fact, I've got a bruised toenail right now. Um, how do your feet fare, Key, when you're like being particularly active? Um, they're all right. I don't tend to get. Like, Have you never had your big toe stamped on by a, a great big whopping six foot three, you know, lump? No, I, I duck out the 50-50s, mate. I'm going to be honest with you. There you go. <laughs> That's the, the Villa is, way. I play five a side, and as we got older, everyone else like put on weight and muscle, and I didn't. So now I just literally just bounce off everyone. It's like something <laughs> from like Tashiki's Castle when they're going uh, through all the inflatables. I love that show, man. <laughs> Craig freaking Charles. Um, the coffee count this week, Key, is, I think, five. I think Martin has one. Fraser and Niles have two each. There's two Nervosa scenes in this uh, episode. I think maybe Sherry gets one, but I'm, I'm not counting her just to not keep the rules going nuts, as we say, um, which brings us to 115, um, I think. Um, I have tried to double-check with Steve, but um, I can't possibly expect Steve to do the count every week. He does have a day job and things to do. Um, so, you know, Steve, you are absolutely relieved. Um, we have the Marriott Fast Vendor Award now. Niles has got this for what again? Um, oh, yeah, I remember now. I mean, was it not just like writing an article? Yeah, can you remember what it was on and what it was called? Um, oh, was it about the opera singer I think. narcissistic opera singer absolutely brilliant that is that's top quality writing um a good name a good question here Key. what was the name of Nars's imaginary protege that frequently wet the bed oh um is it sheldon sheldon yeah. yeah um which i think is quite interesting because i feel like in the big bang theory a show that i'm not a particularly huge fan of but like sheldon's characterization is kind of highly neurotic I feel like there's definitely there's, shades of Nars in him. There is. I feel like um, Sheldon came to life and starred in the Big Bang Theory. Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I love that theory. I think when I with the Big Bang Theory, whenever I watch it back, I feel like it's it's not as bad as everyone makes out for the first couple of seasons. Mm. Then it went downhill, and yeah. it just didn't know when to leave, and it yeah. just kept going. Um, but. Watching back like season one, I don't think it's that. Season one's not that bad. It's not dreadful. Like people really love to rag on it, you know. Like it definitely lost its way. But I mean, I I was caught up with the popularity when I was younger, and I watched it. And I have season six or whatever on DVD in my back room from some many Christmases ago. But you know, it's just one of those shows you kind of grow out of a little bit. Um, So we learned that Maureen is going to break it off now. we feel absolutely zero empathy at this point because we haven't of the seen age it. Difference, just because they have nothing in common. Which... Nothing, nothing in common. They just chat about the police all the time. I mean, it's just sounds very boring. That's all they can talk about is work because, mm. I mean, you know, she talks about what life was like as a kid and he was like 30 then. And anything that quite, links them, isn't it? Like, yeah, difficult to relate. Um, and it is quite difficult, I think, when you meet someone, in, you know, from such a specific environment like work. It's quite easy to, you know, just think, oh, well, you know, we work together, we talk about work a lot, and then not, and we realize, and fail to realize until later down the road, actually, we have nothing else in common at all. Mm. So. It's sad, really. I think, you know, like, 
there's a lot of pressure to meet people you have a lot in common with and, you know there's always compromise but it's eventually it does have to be more than just your occupation you know yeah there needs to be some deeper loves there um could you just move your mic like a tiny tiny bit closer I could say, say hello. My name is Maureen. Hello, my name's Maureen. That'll do. That will do. Maureen. Maureen. Uh, Daphne mentioning Joe here. At least there's a bit of consistency in Joe kind of getting mentioned. Mixed doubles hasn't been that long ago. You know, she's still thinking about a recent relationship. She was with Marshall last week, right? Marshall, the stakes, the really burnt stakes. I mean, old Loverman and Hitchum Joe is getting married now. What the hell? Moved moved on quick, didn't he? He's moved on very fast. One minute he's like, you know, passing potatoes to Daphne. That's not a euphemism. The next minute it's, you know, he's getting married, maybe in Las Vegas. You reckon Um, he was was seeing someone else in the background? That is an incredible accusation against Loverman and Leaving Joe. Okay, Uh, where do you get off? (laughs) Honestly, let's get Joe on the line. I've got Joe here. (laughs) Um, Honestly, the thing is, though, whenever I see him on camera, that like, twice yeah. i really likes him like in the first what episode he was in um kiss is sweeter than wine kiss is sweeter than wine when he's you know he's wearing his shirt as a jacket and drinking oh, some iced tea and you're like wow this guy's amazing like i want to date this guy <laughs> this guy's amazing <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i mean i really like kiss is sweeter than wine actually i do think that's a really underrated episode it's kind of filler episodes go i think that's uh Oh, is it a bottle episode, mate? Oh, here we go. That was the episode we (laughs) talked about as the semi-bottle episode. Honestly, you just love to wind me up. I'm just saying, there's no such thing as a (laughs) semi-bottle. Not again, please. Not again. Um, Classic misunderstanding here now. Frasier, Martin gets back from his date. He's had Indian food. Um, Frasier, you know, Thinking that Marie, Maureen's broken up with him. Um, I love you're now shooting in the middle between Maureen. I can't and remember what I say. You know what I mean? I can't get it right. You um, told me that you say Maureen, but the, the dog is uh, back in. The dog. Uh, the dog is here, everyone. Key's currently dog sitting uh, Minnie, who I believe is some kind of Chihuahua cross. She is um, a Chihuahua slash like Jack Russell mix. That makes that I'm makes told. sense. So she's probably the yappiest dog you could possibly conceive of. Weirdly enough, I expected to be. She's been like silent so far. Really? Um, just but... run in, say hello, and then leave. Yeah, pretty much. And now she's <laughs> realised that she can't reopen the door because the door's <laughs> <laughs> and she's cooked me three times and then walked over to the door they come back and, uh, I'll, be one, I'll be one second okay you're gonna go get the door right Keith's just gonna let Minnie out here um this needy dog I tell you she's been in our lives less than a few less than three hours and uh, already she's got Key doing you know beck and call unbelievable right here he is I do feel like I, I listen I'd never kick like dog nap a dog but thank god I'm just saying is that it seems like it would be quite simple. I met this dog <laughs> two hours ago and like she, she slept on my lap for a car ride over and she's now stood outside the door whining at me because I closed the door behind me. <laughs> Oh my god. She freaking loves you. Have you and Shad ever considered getting a pet? Getting a pet? We like a pet but I don't, we can't but I've always assumed we, we technically were not allowed one under the lease. Um, but the landlord was evidently fine with us having a, a dog sitting for two weeks. So what the hell? Would you but get a cat or a dog? It's a bit unfair having an animal in a flat. 
Yeah. I want them to be able to roam wild and free. <laughs> she cannot do that in this flat. Like, you can see her walking, like, obviously, like, her owners have a house. Hmm. And you can see her, like, walking around, like, is this it? Where's the rest of us? <laughs> what about, would you, would you get a cat, maybe? I like, I'm more of a cat person. Hmm. But Shan's more of a dog person. Really? The dream would be to get a kitten and a puppy. For them to be friends and just oh, that would be lovely. Uh, a colleague of mine um, has like they got a dog when he was a puppy and a cat when he was a kitten and they're like best friends and they just hang out together and they're like, oh, adorable. They hang out together. <laughs> I love that. But uh, she never told me they hang out together, but in my head I assume they do. <laughs> um, Martin is in great gastrointestinal difficulty here because of his Indian food. Um, evidently. You know, he likes to think he's, you know, a man, a very masculine man, likes his meat and his jerkies, but he can't handle a bit of spice. Um, so who's the real like, man here? He would here, hate Gunster sausage rolls. He, he, would, <laughs> he would hate them. Um, this really reminds me of the time I had extra hot um, at Nando's, um, which is which obviously the top rank. I mean, I can, I can handle it, but for some reason, something went terribly wrong and I was lying on my bed, like prostrate for the whole evening. Um, with debilitating stomach pain, so never really got. I have like the lime, like the green one. Oh my god! Well, we have. I have a friend Jacko who goes and he gets plain. He doesn't even get the lemon and mango. Um, Not wrong, is it? Honestly, that that's terrifying to me. But there you go. Um, Martin's overjoyed that Maureen is uh, is is ditching him because he's been playing the field. I mean, is this surprising to you? I mean. He's been getting his rack Mananoffs off with yeah, old it Sherry. Does, it does surprise me, actually. Martin always strikes me as like quite a principled man. Yeah, and, you know, the fact that he's seeing Sherry behind Maureen's back and, you know, he's been working up for weeks to, you know, to end it with Maureen and hasn't actually bothered to do it, but has instead just started seeing someone else behind her back. I mean, it doesn't seem particularly... Um, in keeping with his character, shall we say. It doesn't. Um, I, I agree. There's that one episode later in the show where he sees the the, like the benefactor that's going to save Bryce Academy um, and the other person, um, who I can't remember her name. Um, but, you know, other than that, he is principled. Does it really make sense? Very classy with the cane, though. He pushes Frasier back into the powder room. Um, big fan of that little physical comedy from, from John Mahoney there. Um, so are you going to say something then? No, no, I'm just sort of laughing. Oh, sorry, I thought, I thought you said something. Um, we now learn that Martin is an alumnus of the College of Love. Um, this just reminds me, you know, when people have like University of Life on their Facebook oh, yeah. profile, I went to University of Life, mate. and they're always morons, aren't they? <laughs> they're always complete and utter I, idiots. I love. I mean, does does Martin do the right thing by pretending that, to be upset? Uh, it's murky waters here for me to pass comment because I don't want to sound antiquated or misogynistic or whatever. But yes, I think he does do the right thing. Yeah, I mean, the last time someone broke up with me, I was a child, but I pretended. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? Oh, got it. I mean, okay, play, play time's nearly over, so I need to go in. I am I've got juice it. to drink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure I've ever been broken up with where. I was kind of actively inviting it. So I was kind of, I was in Martin's position. Um, you know, I've obviously broken up with people where I was in Martin's position wanting to 
get out of it in some way. Um, in a nice way, you know, just like you know, the, the sorry, the... you're great, but I met this bartender. <laughs> it's just phenomenal. I met Sherry. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's just it's a I think he does do the right thing ultimately. Um, we now have Sherry's very colorful entrance in more ways than one. I mean, she's wearing an incredible uh kind of purple cerise colored blouse. Um the skirt as well. Engaging, isn't it? We Very say? visually engaging. But I I'm gonna I just think she's really good in this episode. You know, a lot of people hate Sherry and like hate her you can, and I'll certainly dislike her in some episodes, but as a character, I think she brings a real vibrancy to the set and uh you know, I like her I like her entrance. I think she's one of those people that you dislike her right up until the moment she leaves. Mm. Um, like her last episode when you know when she goes and and then you're like oh I kind of did like she was growing on me but every time you meet her you're like oh she's loud she's annoying and um but there's nothing wrong with that as a person she's a perfectly nice person mm. she's just very loud on a, on a show that is very much known for I mean as you say it's like a going you watch it when you go to sleep it's quiet it's chill she's sort of um like popping a balloon in a way. She is. Um, I was. It's so weird you say that because I was thinking this earlier. I was like, this was one of those episodes that people had on in the background as they sleep. Like she is a big foghorn in um, yeah. amongst the the kind of you know the the miasma of sleep, and she would wake you the hell up um, if you heard if this episode came on. So you know, she, but she does add something. You know, she she certainly creates a new dynamic. Um, I put here the cold duck looks very red. The wine she's drinking. I've not heard of cold duck, but I'm assuming it's like blue nun in this country, like <laughs> a, a famously bad cheap wine. Um, what do you mean? I'm, I got you a um, bottle of blue nun for Christmas, mate. Did you, mate? Well, I'm, you yeah. know, I'm still drinking. You know, I'm very, uh, I'm very uncompromising. I'll just drink whatever. Um, oh no, yeah. So now Martin's kind of getting impressions, initial kind of knee-jerk reactions from Fraser and Niles about what they thought of uh, of Sherry. Um, Fraser says, wow. Can you remember what Niles says? Um, is it like, oh, I, I see that wow, and I raise you Zowie? I, I raise so. you as Zowie. Yeah. Um, which, interestingly enough, is the name of one of David Bowie's sons. Um, wow. Zoe, Zoe Bowie, Zowie Bowie, however you want to say it. Um, okay. Though I think he changed his name to Duncan Jones, the... Um, the, the film director who did like Source Code and Warhammer and um, okay. he's quite quite big. Um, but there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, as we said earlier, did Martin do the right thing with with Maureen? Do the boys do the right thing here with their like kind of stifled wows and zowies? And I uh... think so. I, I think if someone you care about is dating someone, mm-hmm. then unless they're you know actively trying to you know, screw the person you care about over. Yeah. If they're just not to your taste, you go along and you pretend you like them. And I mean, you know, if if she wasn't like milking him for his money and trying to screw him over, it'd be different. But other than that, I think you, their job is literally just to go, yeah, she seems really nice. Um, mm. I'm glad you're happy. And then this is the thing that. that's difficult because she clearly just loves Martin. She cares about him a lot, and there's a lot of mutual affection there. Thing, and... She's not a bad person in any way, shape, or form. She's a really she's nice not. person. Mm. She's just not to their taste. Yeah, no, completely. She's she's but but she is to Martin's, and she's exactly like Martin. So I don't understand if Fraser and Nars can draw a line with Martin. Why can't they 
you know, if, if this I mean, woman's going to make him happy, I just, I, it's I tough for me. I suppose, mate, the blood is thicker than cold duck. No, it certainly is. Uh, I go, I stand corrected. <laughs> to quote from the club. Um, we now learn that Daphne is, um, Daphne, that Sherry is wearing Milady's boudoir. Um, the stuff's so cheap she can buy enough to drown herself in. Oh, no, for $100, she can buy enough to drown herself in. And Niles is lying. I've got, I've got 60. The way he says that, the kind of desperation, he's slightly smirking because the line's so funny. Some really good stuff from da- David Hyde Pierce in this episode, I think. Um, just really, really funny. Um, do you notice anything about the title screen or the title card for the, for the next uh, scene? Um, I th- is it like No Girls Allowed, something like that? Yeah, but did you notice anything specific beyond that other than the wording? It's written in like childish script. Is it? Yeah, honestly, it's written in like it was on my DVD. Um, it's written in like a childish script, almost like Comic Sans, to kind of um, imitate a treehouse's like rules. Because obviously, he says, "Pull up our clubhouse ladder, and ours." Yeah, she found our clubhouse or whatever. Um, so it's kind of written in in that same same vibe, which I just thought was so cool because I can't remember ever seeing that. I do not remember that. I'm gonna to have to go back and check. You know? Yeah, do because it was definitely that on my DVD. So it could be, it could be different for uh, for you. God, my my booster arm is starting to uh, starting to ache right. now. Um, it's taking its sweet time. I got it like ten hours ago. Um, where are we here? Um, oh yeah, limericks for lovers. Um, yes. We learn Daphne. Um, I keep calling her Daphne. It's because they both end with E. I do um, love this line. The last several about a well-travelled man, gorgeously <laughs> named Horatio. <laughs> so so good. I mean, do you want to really take a stab at what that limerick might have been, King? I'm going to push you to uh <laughs> to, to try and make up a limerick on the spot. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to really. Don't I'm, worry. Just, I'm guessing the word fellatio is going to be in there somewhere. There once was a man named Horatio. Um, that's that's all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, finish the limerick for us, um, and that will be your Christmas present to us. Um, something about ratio. Blah 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 blah. Something something about fellatio. There you go. Yeah. The lim- the limerick writes itself. I know, right? <laughs> um, Sherry says we're going to go get a. I, I, so all I can hear in my head is Homer from The Simpsons going on. There was nothing in El Capone's boat. But it wasn't Geraldo's fault. <laughs> right itself. <laughs> what episode is that from? Uh, that's the one with the Beatles, Baby on Board. And he oh, may end up the barbershop quartet. This thing writes itself. Actually, I think it's from a different bit of that episode when he goes, Baby on Board, something, something, but board. This thing writes itself. That's and then it. it. The song. That's um, the one. But yeah, it's. Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like it's, I think it's called Homer's Barbershop Quartet, I think. Oh, of course it is, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. The first episode of season four or five? I think it's five. Could be, yeah, could be one of one of the cracking seasons. Yeah. Um, what an ep. Um Sherry says we're gonna get a cuppa now when she heads over to the, the counter. Oh, I didn't realise this was a, a British phrase that. Very and I, sometimes I hear Americans say a cup of Joe, but I was assuming they're saying you know, a cup of, not a cup of Joe. Yeah, like C U double P A. So Americans listening, is this something you ever say? Because a cuppa in England, one always refers to a cup of tea. If you yeah. say I'm going to get a cuppa, you're getting tea. You're never getting a cuppa coffee. Yeah. Um, so really interesting distinction there. Is that a phrase you use in your daily life, Kay? 
Uh, as someone who doesn't drink a lot of tea. What the hell? <laughs> you I, do I, that. You I do, do, but then I forget every time. and I'm, <laughs> re- I'm just renewed with anger every time you tell I, me. I, I drink tea on occasion, mm. but fairly rarely. I don't, because I don't tend to drink. When I drink, I often just have like a cold drink. I have like squash or something like that. What kind of squash do you go for? Talk us through your squash well, needs. I like to mix it up, mate. I do like to mix it up. <laughs> do you? Leading closer black. to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> got some blackcurrant. Nice. Just blackcurrant or apple and blackcurrant? Oh, but again, mix it up. At the moment, it's just blackcurrant. But I've, A- I've gone... Apple and blackcurrant is god to you. I've gone down the apple and blackcurrant route before. That's the best squash um, you can buy. You've got orange, of course. I like orange on occasion, but I'm not a, I'm not a regular every it's day. quite heavy and synthetic. And I agree. I do. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what, lime's not bad. I like lime, but a cordial. It's basically water, but it's like a little hint of something more. Yeah, just a little accent. Yeah. I caught the hint of some exotic accent. It's so. like when you're doing E and you put the little... Um, oh, yeah, the little accent on you, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, this is fancy, the whole mm. place. Now we're, now we're really Frenching it up. <laughs> um, but, yeah, good to, good to get an insight into your squash nades there, okay. Um We get an exterior shot of Nervosa here, which I think is very rare. Um, there's only a few episodes we've talked about, Words of the Wise Guy, That's Crane's Critique. Jumps out. And, of course, I think in the last episode of season one, my coffee, coffee with Niles, of course. Not many where they're outside Nervosa. This is kind of really out of nowhere. And, I, you know, they only do it so they have a space to talk where they won't be heard, but that they're proximal to the two of them. Is it Words of the Wise Guy where Ross is, like, eyeing up the guy and he's like, you can tell by the way he blows on his coffee that he's um, he's too passive, he's no good in bed. Is that Words of the Wise Guy? I think so. I think yeah. that's that episode. Um, I don't think it's Crane's critique. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it is that one. Or is that my coffee with Niles? No, that's not my coffee. Then. Okay, it's not my coffee with Niles because she does come to them and they're outside in that, but yeah, different vibe. I have a feeling it's later on. So. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, question for you now, Key. You're coming around to mine, and I hand two DVD box sets to you. One of them is Normandy. The other one is Battle of the Bulge. Which one are you going with? Which one's which one's tickling your World War II fancies? I think I'm going Normandy, mate. I knew you'd go Normandy. I mean, so would I. Normandy's <laughs> classic. But the Battle of the Bulge, unbelievable scenes, man. I mean, horrific. Um, and, and scary as hell. But anyone who has seen Band of Brothers, mm. the coverage of the Battle of the Bulge, the Bastone episode, Chef's Kiss. Um, Band of Brothers, one of the best TV shows ever made. Um, you you'd need to watch that, okay. I've never seen it. It's I, 10 I, parts, full of people you'd know, Tom Hanks and Spielberg, what else do you need? I keep meaning to, when, in the new year, I keep meaning to watch, I keep meaning, new year's not here yet. In the new year, I plan to watch Succession because I've heard you rave about it so much. Okay, okay. Honestly, I need Succession every day of my life. <laughs> um, we have to wait another year till season four, which is just, you know, depressing to me beyond all imagination. But, um, Amazing show. You've got to check it out. Um, Frasier drops himself in it twice this episode. Earlier, we had the whole misunderstanding. Now, he thinks Niles has told Martin how much he hates Sherry, which he didn't get to do. And Frasier just completely shoots himself in the head, which I just think is, is quite funny. There's a lot, a lot of dramatic irony used in this episode. You know, did you, did you find it effective? Yeah, I think so. I think that... Um... It's interesting, as you say. I mean, the thing is, Frasier, if he doesn't like her, he should, you know, 
he should have been honest about it at the beginning. The problem is, is that he's lied about it, mm. and then he's been caught out very soon after. Yeah, um, he has. and he just he goes about it. I think in the wrong way. He should have just said, you know, that. I mean, I don't know how you say it. He should have lied, okay? It just made <laughs> out like she's fine. Obviously, we're just a little bit different, so then we're not a sort of people who would hang out a lot. But hmm. she likes you, you like her, and I'm really happy for you, and leave it at that. Because he, all he's going to do is insult Martin by saying, you know, we don't like her. Yeah. And, you know, Fraser and Niles need to communicate each- with each other a little bit better, don't they? They certainly do. Okay, you sound like their uh, their family therapist. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wonder what to, to what extent you think Sherry was called Sherry purely for the puns that would follow, i.e., oh, the episode definitely. title refresh out, like because she does look like a Sherry. <laughs> you know, Sherry well, Dempsey is a very believable name to me. It, it is a believable name, but I do think that. Um... Yeah, I think that must have just been for the jokes because it's mm. such an easy setup, isn't it? Time and time again. And also, like Martin would be inclined, I think, to, to date someone called Sherry, but I could never see Fraser and Niles with a Sherry. Um, it's strange for an elegant. What I would say is an elegant drink. I wouldn't say it's a particularly elegant name. No, no, I agree. With um, apologies to all of our listeners who are going to undoubtedly be called Sherry. <laughs> but it's like calling your daughter wine. You know, you just you wouldn't. You know, or Chardonnay, or or. Cab- Cabernet, you know, <laughs> it, they're, they're, they're names, but you just you just don't really do it. Isn't do you? your youngest called Valentine's, mate? <laughs> hey, little Valentine, you leave him out of this Valley, it doesn't count. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so Martin kind of goes off on his little rant now, you know, kind of expected and, and, and kind of justified about the way Fraser and Nars have been, have been talking about Sherry and stuff. And he says, you know, mate, about making a person I care about feel welcome. He's absolutely on the money here. He's so spot on. But I love the way they both quickly cut into this. And Niles is like, oh, you're right, Fraser. He almost got away with that because he does get very holier than thou here. And he doesn't have too much of a leg to stand on, I don't think. I mean, it would be interesting, though, to see at what stage did Martin start bad-mouthing, you know, Lilith? Yeah, like when does it Miles? become... Lot permissible. Uh, they say obviously that you know he he was always rude to them, but we know for a fact that you know when Niles and Maris first go through trouble, um, he's very much you know you do whatever you think is right and we'll st- stand by your decision. He doesn't instantly say no, you should get rid of her. She's you know cold. Well, he quick. says that, but then when he goes up the stairs, he goes, "What are you nuts?" <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> um, but I I completely get your point. I agree. Yeah, and certainly. He always seems to fake being nice around Lilith. Mm. So I always sort of take assume that it's only when trouble started that he just started openly bad mouthing them because I feel that's something any parent does. The second you break up with someone, they're like, I knew they were no good. I never told you because it's your choice. I knew they were no good. Yeah, it's always the way. It's always the way. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a funny one. It's a weird dynamic because, like, other than their mother, you know, who, who Martin pulls out as the trump card. They've all pretty much had women in their lives that none of the others have had any kind of affection for. So, um, you know, it, it's just a it's a bit of a strange family dynamic at the end of the day. Um, I, I mean, would you say your glass half empty or glass half full like Sherry is on your outlook on life? Um, it's pretty reductive to pick one, but is the one I, you... Um, glass half empty. Are you? Yeah, if there's anything you... wrong at all, I will just fixate on that and 
yeah, I, I would always look to, I'm quite a pessimistic person. I always look to the negative side because I figure that way, if it doesn't go wrong, you get a bonus. And if it goes mm. wrong, you're prepared. Wow. There's a lot of <laughs> twisted uh, logic in there. <laughs> now, I, I completely agree. And sometimes I think I'm very much with you, but I think maybe maybe these days I try to be glass half full, um, I think, in general. But, I mean, it doesn't really make any sense. All the stuff I like, all the books I read, the films I like, the art and photography that I look at, it's all pretty dark and bleak and melancholy. Um, but maybe that's because I get my fix in in art and my actual outlook on life is... It's quite sunny. I don't know. Um, but I'm, I could quite easily wake up one day and I'm half empty that day. Then I'm half full on another. So. Um, well, I see. If I gave you a full glass of wine mm. and I picked it up, drank half and gave it back to you, I think you would see that as a glass half empty. If I saw you drink the half. Despite the fact that if not for me, you wouldn't have got any wine at all. You're still up half a glass of wine. But in your head, you're down half a glass of wine. That's a good point. If I hadn't bought the wine, if the wine was yours, and so that all of it was free from the from the get go, I'd still be half full. I don't think you'd see it that way. If I picked it up, drank half, and gave it back to you, I don't think you'd want the wine at all. That, I mean, I wouldn't, not, especially not with COVID. <laughs> but um, you know, I, it's 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 tough. It's tough. You know, for such a stupid analogy. Actually thinking about an actual glass of wine makes it kind of come under a little bit. So, uh, listeners, are you half empty, half full? Let us know. Um, my final point, Guy, is another Simpsons reference when Fra- Fraser's like about Lilith staying. And she's like, honey, you're hurting my hand. Just reminds me of when it's like, oh, March, look, high-tech gadgets. You love high-tech gadgets. No, I don't. Sure you do. Homer, you're hurting me. No, I'm not. No, it's I'm like not. squeezing. <laughs> I can't remember what episode that is. It might be Homer versus the 18th Amendment. I don't know. Um, no, I I don't know why in my head. Oh, no, I can't. It's not that one. I, I thought it was the one, one of the Christmas-based ones, like Homer, uh, where he buys like something really extravagant for himself, but it's not that one. Um, oh, it's the Homer they fold, the boxing one. Is it? Yes, because um, Bart buys that gimmicky utility belt. That's true. There you go. Didn't um, you read? Call the police. <laughs> Call the police. Um, so good. I am so watching some Simpsons in bed tonight. Honestly, I'm going to make myself a nice cup of tea, feel oh. sorry for myself because of my booster jab, and then... Uh... Honestly, either tonight, tomorrow night, possibly Christmas Eve, I need to sit down and watch Marge Be Not Proud because <sighs> that is such a good episode. Uh, is that the Bone Storm one? Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, Bone Storm will go to hell. <laughs> I just cannot ever get over Lee Carvalho's putting challenge, man. Oh, honestly, may so I suggest much... Feather Touch? You oh, honestly, power drive. Um, the the song "Hello Mother, Hello Father." I know purely from The Simpsons. What's well, that? Again? Lisa and Camp Granada. <laughs> the answering machine tape. Oh my god! I can't remember. Oh, so um, like he calls the the shop the, the security guard. Mm. He's like capiche? What well, do you understand? Yeah, everything except capiche. Um, <laughs> he calls home. Um, Don Branca, that's who it is. Don Branca. He calls home. Uh, he's like, they weren't home. I left a message. And Bart races home, beats them back, replaces it with um, the song "Hello Mother, Hello Father," and he's like, "Hello, Mother, 
Hello, Father. Here I am at Camp Granada. <laughs> and Homer's just listening. Going, Marge is Lisa at Camp Granada. <laughs> oh my God. I love that episode so much, oh, man. Oh. I don't know which way. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to go back through the golden age, but like not watch episodes that I've seen loads. You know what I mean? Like trying to find some of like overlooked ones. Like I hadn't seen Summer of Four Foot Two a billion times. I've only seen it like maybe three times. So I could watch that and it was fresh. I um, always love it when you get an episode that you were like sort of, you kind of liked as a kid, but it wasn't like phenomenal. And you go back and watch it as an adult and it is phenomenal. Like Lisa the Iconoclast <laughs> with Jebediah Springfield when he turned yeah. out the pilot. When I was a kid, I was like, meh on that one. Mm. And I go back now and I love it. And another one is um, I Love Lisa with Lisa and Ralph. Um, God, man, so sad. Like, I, I didn't like that as a kid because I felt so sorry for Ralph. And then you watch it as an adult. It's so good. I love him as George Washington. Oh, my God. Never! Never! kid is a good George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. Um, is this episode in your top 10, Key? It is not in my top 10. It's not in mine either. Um, but not not too much to dislike here, really. Um perfectly serviceable episode of Frage. Um, who have you gone for actor pick? I was going to ask you first because I'm still undecided. I've got my answer and it's going to surprise you massively. Yeah. Who do you think I've gone for, Kay? You've gone for Sherry, haven't you? I've gone for Sherry. Oh, God. I think the way she plays her character in this, she's so believable. I never think, who's this new person showing up, overacting, in, you know, imposing their way in the show. I think she plays a fantastic counterpart to Martin. Um, and like compared to like Maureen at the beginning of this episode, who's got nothing about her, like Maureen is so forgettable, it's not even true. I thought Sherry was just some of the delivery here. She just she fit right in from the get-go, I think, in terms of like even in even in the way she clashes, she fits, um, if that makes any sense. So yeah, I've gone for Sherry, and I want to see a bit of Sherry love in Listener Mail. That's, that's what a, I want to see. That's a very solid reason, actually. I like that. Um, okay. I'm going to go with Martin, I think. I just, I really he was my like second. His, his, his bit at the end where he's sort of saying, you know, oh, I, you know, why should you? You probably got it from your mother. You, know, you probably got it from me. Your mother always saw the best in people, and that's why I like Sherry, because she reminds me of her a little bit. Like I that. did love that, yeah. And I think it's really sweet in, in the way that you know, as much as he's he's moving on with his life and he's he's seeing other people, he he doesn't forget Hester, and I think that's really it's a really sort of beautiful outlook from him that you know he's not going to sit around and just do nothing, but he's he's not forgotten the past. Uh, for that reason alone, I'm going to give it to, to John Mahoney. Spot on, Ken. That's a great pick. Um, Kennedy Burling, our man on the ground. What would he make of this episode? And as we as we learn from Sherry. Very easy to get married in Las Vegas. Has Kennedy ever got hitched in Vegas? The thing is, Kennedy Kennedy doesn't need anyone to marry him. He just looks, he goes, we're married. And he got, has the that, power, I've he heard. Has that power, yeah. I've heard that he was once getting married to a beautiful like swimwear model in Vegas in the chapel. Caught the eye of the minister and actually got married to the minister in the same service and got rid of the swimwear model. You ever heard that story? 
Oh, that's what, honestly, he tells every Friday night. <laughs> that's what I've heard about Kennedy. So to answer our question, this man's got hitched more times than we've had hot dinners. Um, and Las Vegas is his destination of choice. Thank you, Key. No further explanations needed. All that remains is to play whose crane is it anyway. My word for you, Key, is coffee. Believe it or not, it's only used once in this episode. Wait, does Niles not order coffee? I don't think we hear him say coffee. Um, if my control F on uh, on KACL is anything to go by. Oh, God, okay. Um, so I'm assuming from that it's not Niles. I mean, I couldn't possibly confirm or deny. I'm trying to think who else walks into Nervosa. Um, I mean, of course... Martin and Sherry come in, don't they? Um, and he's like, oh, the boys love it here. It's really nice. And I, maybe he says, like, oh, I'll get you a coffee or something like that. Or um, or maybe Sherry says to him, oh, I'll go get us a coffee. Um, oh. I am going to say Martin says it when him and Sherry go to... Nervosa, and he's like, Oh, I'm just gonna go get us a coffee. Okay, yeah, it is Martin, yes! but the completely different scene, which is why I'm so <laughs> frustrated because <laughs> you nearly you nearly didn't get it. Um, it's right at the beginning when he says to my uh, to Maureen, I think I just did when he wretches like, um, about tasting it again. He says, So, you're gonna come in for some coffee? Um, and then she says, oh. I better not. Um, you're not feeling too well, so there we go. Um, Shall we jump over to listen to this week, okay? Uh, yes, let's do it, mate. Raz, who's our next caller? Okay, plenty of responses this week. Really nice to hear from you all. Um, kicking things off is Sydney Assbasket, who says, Gentlemen, another fine episode. I expect no less. I enjoy a little Thanksgiving full of clever jokes. I feel the need to touch on the gold of my ear, Oscar my ear joke. It's an Oscar Meyer joke. So you guys discussed it, but didn't seem to quite get the reason the joke is so funny. Oscar Meyer is famous for its pork hot dogs. The joke of gold of my ear being related to Oscar Meyer is that she was famously Jewish, therefore didn't eat any pork products. That's the real gag. Hence Dr. Campbell's statement. That would be Oscar Meyer. Oh. Paxton Whitehead is definitely my pick for act of the week, but I understand your rules. Don't allow it. He's fantastic. What a name. Man, Paxton Whitehead, strong, isn't it? Honestly, Very strong, honestly. <laughs> I think Key's idea of an episode discussing cameos and guest stars is brilliant. Look forward to it. All the best, Sydney. Uh, next up, I think we've got Alex T. Book Seven who says, Hi, Will and Key, another great episode as always, and thank you so much for the close to Thanksgiving release of the app. I got to listen to it on my flight home from New York, where my oh wife no way just marched in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Wow, His so wife cool. did. That's so good. Um, with regard to the Thanksgiving turkey Christmas question, uh, in my family we always have turkey on Thanksgiving, and then on Christmas we have a big glazed ham as the meat centerpiece for the family dinner. The side dishes are essentially the same for both holidays. P.S. What sort of side dishes are served for Christmas dinner in your homes? Here in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, various casseroles and cornbread dressing at the start of the show. I'm assuming you have roast potatoes, perhaps Yorkshire puddings at the very least, but what other dishes do you look forward to every year? Cheers, mates. Wow. Do you want to take that one, Kurt? Or do you want me to take the lead? Please take the lead, Kurt. Um, So, yeah, I'd say uh, roast potatoes, but we'd also have other mashed potatoes as well. Um, Yorkshire puddings, uh, parsnips. I only tend to have parsnips at Christmas. Likewise. 
Um, pigs in blankets. Yes. So sausage with bacon wrapped around it. Um, you'd have some some veg, so on broccoli, cauliflower on that sort of street. Maybe some carrots. I quite like sweet potato mash as well, so Ooh. I might have that alongside my actual mash. I'd love a bit of that. Um, and then some, and then it's obviously the Brussels sprout debate. I'm, I'm not a Brussels sprout man. It's not going on the dish. Um, but yeah, is there anything in there that I've missed, Will, that you think? Oh, I, th- I think oh, we have everything you just described. It's just interesting to know. I know in America they call sweet potato yams. Um, and the same thing. When they say yams in America, I'm at, people correct me if you're wrong, but I've just had a quick Google and I thought this was the case anyway. They just mean not like, sweet potato mash, basically, or sweet oh. potatoes. Sweet, sweet, um, sweet potato chips are like one of your five a day. They're, they're one of your five a day. Something that good being one of your five a day. Like, come off it. They're delicious. In um, terms of meat, I have both turkey and gammon with my Christmas dinner. Do you? We, we normally have gammon on the evening as like the buffet food. So, you know, um, for me, the, the, the evening of Christmas Day, you're just having turkey sandwiches and gammon sandwiches. Oh, I mean, like maybe some like pickles and crisps. And... Oh, yeah, a little, little bit of finger food. Just oh, I love it, man. Absolutely adore it. So I cannot wait. Honestly, um, I'm, I'm the one I'm going around family members like boxing and you got any, um, got any turkey sandwiches left? Got any turkey sandwiches? I'd, I'd, I'd love one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thank you, thank you for that, Alex T. Book. Uh, Queen Shortcoming says, um, I posted this on the focus group app, and I'm just going to copy paste it for since you asked directly. If I was in a focus group for your pod, one thing I'd suggest in regards to actor pick, I'd say, since y'all made the rules, y'all can change the rules if you want. You have always pointed out the guest stars who would have gotten the pick in the past, so no need to worry about having missed them if you do change it this late in the game. And as far as the tally, continue to just keep track of when the regulars get it. Wouldn't it be better to credit the actors if they got the pick over a guest star, not by default? Obviously, it's great as it is, but I'm just thinking of all the times y'all wanted to give Tony Shalhoub or Nathan Lay in it, and Patrick Stewart is in the last season. I mean, that is a very good point. Oh, I should also ask you, have you been keeping tallies? Have you still got the sheet? I have a tally, but I don't have it on me immediately. I will... Um, what, what episode are we on? Are we on nine? Mm, yeah. Um, what I've been doing is I've been uh, updating like halfway through a season at the end of the season rather than reading it all out each episode no so. no that's fine i was like i was just worried like if you've got to go back and listen to every ep again to update the tally no it's uh, fine okay yeah. I, I do have to turn but it's scattered amongst the papers that's on my desk don't don't worry okay it's not uh, needed um but thank you quite sure coming and i definitely agree maybe we should just like embrace paxton whitehead who knows but then do we go back and change it's a lot to ask isn't it it's i think your idea of a guest cameo episode is really good um, yeah. we should definitely do that at some point okay uh, next up we've got MK who says that episode was so good we're going to have a we're now going to have a Will and Key Day and the We're Listening Academy mm. um, oh I get it Will knows it's the apparent trap when it comes to Lilith being a witch but not when it comes to potatoes <laughs> I, um, I once won I once won a major toilet paper flap debate by actually going to the restroom grabbing a roll coming back to debate and saying front or back, front or the back doesn't matter so long as it's there when I need it. So can we all say front and move on? <laughs> here, here, front all the way. Um, in terms of trivia and fun bits for Dad of Sherry, the boys just whine. Uh, in regards to World War II tapes, um, Frazier says, get him something he really wants rather than something I think he needs shows that uh, he took the lessons from Frazier Grinch to heart. Mm. Um, Joe's announced marriage just three episodes after breaking up with Daphne um, 
obviously perhaps Nas's epithet of uh, love him and leave him Joe wasn't actually a lie after all and his nose shouldn't have bled. Mm. And finally, Frasier and Nas's clubhouse. Well, let's see if you can get the episode title for this. Frasier and Nas's clubhouse is apparently for their No Sherry's Club. They're allowed to have one. They're allowed to have one? Yeah. It's, he's quoting The Simpsons. No! What's he quoting? Oh, well. No! I got Frasier... Apparently they're no, they're allowed to. Ha- okay, you have to tell me. It's um, it's the one where he joins the Stonecutters, isn't it? Maggie? No, it's not Maggie Mixer. That's the episode after. Home um, of the Heretic? No. No, no, the one with this where he joins the uh, Home of the Great. Home of the Great. And it's like um, it's a No Homers Club. We've got Homer, whatever name. In No Homers, we're allowed to have one. <laughs> oh my god, man. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> Thank you, MK, though. Top, top notch. Reclia puts, I prefer it off, I prefer it off actor pick. I think that must have mean if was kept to your current roles. I think the buffet lie was from the episode where Frasier tries to organize Daphne's wedding in an early season seven episode. Oh, yeah, buffet. I believe Daphne's the one who says she wants a buffet for her wedding to Frasier. Dad loves Sherry, the boys just whine. Joe breaking up with Daphne, then weeks later is married. Someone was in a rush. Frasier and Nars' reactions upon first meeting Sherry is golden. She's the complete opposite of who they are, and their faces are priceless. I grinned as Frasier got back at Marcy by talking about Lilith. Martin's reaction to her never fails to make me smile. Thank you, uh, Reclia. Next up, we've got Argo Gargle Gargle Goop, who mm. says, Hey guys, uh, your early drops this episode is truly something to be thankful for. Uh, appreciate the extra effort to get it ready on time. Um, would agree with you that at least in my distant memory, this seemed like an above average episode. Haven't rewatched it recently, so not sure if my fond memories hold, hold up. For me, Lilith's presence always elevates an episode, so maybe that's what does it for me. For all the reservations about the Trevor Einhorn slash Freddy, um, I think the casting people were prescient enough to cast someone who was able to roll with whatever was written for Freddy in the next seven seasons, even the weird goth stuff in High Holidays. Um, thought he, all, he also bore a slight resemblance to Frasier, compared to the first Freddy actor who looks a little bit more like Lilith. Mm, um, total, um, totally agree about Dr. Campbell's marvellous delivery of his lines here. Uh, Paxton Whitehead, brackets, what a name, by the way, close brackets, um, was indeed perfectly cast. Perhaps if you don't end up changing your rules, you could have a Hall of Fame of sorts for one-off appearances that could have vied for Best Actor had the rules been different. Off the top of my um, head from past episodes, I would include the boy in the toy store from Fraser Grinch. Yes. What kind of geek wants that? Well, then he looked the kind of geek will be operating on your prostate someday. Um, and Tony Shalhoub. Um, not sure this was mentioned anywhere else, but in terms of echoes from Cheers, there was an episode late in the series where Lilith and Frasier tried to get baby Frederick into an exclusive preschool, though think at that time it failed due to their bickering over a dead lab rat named neither Frasier nor Niles. Um, thanks again, boys. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on Sherry. Do you find her a bit brassy and flamboyant, or is she a delightful woman? Mm, there we so, go. Will is firmly team Sherry. I am. I'm, I think I am team Sherry. The jury's still out for me. Like the thing is, is that again, when, like that last episode, you'd be like, "Oh, I, I, you know, I like her. She's a nice person." But at the same time, she irritates me whenever she's on screen. Mm. So it's difficult to say that I'm truly team Sherry when I'm not. 
You can't, yeah. If your heart's not in it, okay, don't worry. Um, Wendell Fong says, This Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for Will and Key and the We're Listening Podcast family. Huge congratulations to Will for submitting your PhD thesis. A fantastic achievement. Your eminence is imminent. That is absolutely lovely. Thank you, Wendell. Um, I had to forego cooking Thanksgiving dinner this year as I've been up to my eyeballs in writing my own thesis. So it was great to have a Thanksgiving episode of the podcast to make sure the holiday didn't completely pass me by. Well, the best of luck to you, Wendell, in writing your thesis. Um, the respect is very much mutual. Mrs. F, my personal American cultural attache, tells me that yes, turkey is pretty much standard for American Thanksgiving or Christmas rehearsal, as I call it, but subsequently tends to be avoided for Christmas Day, at least in her experience. In recent years, her parents have tended to have the family over for Christmas breakfast or brunch, after which everyone goes off to spend the rest of the day with in-laws. I have a big soft spot for holiday-themed episodes. Be they, st- be they, stop saying be they at Christmas, Thanksgiving, or otherwise. Would love to hear your and other listeners' thoughts on top holiday episodes of all time. I mean, I love the thin. Blue- Do you ever watch the Thin Blue Line? Uh, I've seen a few episodes, but never sort of watched it. I mean, there's only about twelve eps. I think it's insanely underrated. There's a great. There's two really good Christmas episodes uh, of that. Um, it's called Yuletide Spirit. Really lovely. Twenty-two minutes of just classic Christmas British comedy. Um, I like most of the Office Christmas eps. Obviously, Frasier. I like Vicar of Dibley, the one where she has to eat all the dinners. Um, yeah, I mean, I know, I know, I know the ones you're gonna say right Which off the bat. I'm gonna say, mate. You're gonna say only falls with horses, the Robin and Batman okay. and Robin. Um, which is nothing wrong with that. I just know you'll pick that. That's just so you. Um, uh, I was gonna start with um, only falls with horses, the one with Batman <laughs> and Robin. Um, I watch that literally every Christmas morning. Um, oh, do you? I love that. Oh, and that I should probably... say Charlie Brown's Christmas as well. Love that. Yeah. Um, but I also watched the episode of Only Falls um, Fatal Extraction yesterday with Shan, which is a phenomenal episode. So that's up there. Um, I'm going to go for ones that you haven't said just to give a bit of variety. Um, but I love the Father Ted Christmassy, Christmassy, Christmas special. That I one's very popular. Christmassy Ted. That's really strong. Um, I like the Vicar of Dibley. You obviously said the one with the Christmas lunch. But I also really like the one winter where they do the nativity. Oh, that's great. Uh, and Alice is actually giving birth. Um, Porridge. If you like the TV show Porridge, that had two excellent Christmas specials. One where the, um, the a guy called Tommy Slocum is trying to escape through a tunnel and one where uh, one of the prisoners takes the two lead characters hostage. Um, oh. But they're two really, really, they're arguably the two strongest episodes of Porridge, I think, and both Christmas episodes, they're really great. Really? Like um, some mothers do have them, a little bit older, but if anyone's seen it, uh, are the sight of Michael Crawford dressed as a, a pixie and then subsequently dressed as an angel getting stuck on a roof of a church is phenomenal. So that's <laughs> up there. Um, yeah, that's oh, um, last one I'll give. My family, my family did. Uh, oh, I love my family. Quite a lot of Christmas specials. My favourite, personally, um, is I think it's sixty feet under, where they all get stuck on the London Underground. Um, I've never seen that. Oh, it's on BBC iPlayer. If you want to. Oh watch my it. god, I love used to love my family, um, and it's all of them just on the underground, stuck at a red light, uh, going round. They've all just done the Christmas shopping. Um, and it's brilliant. Yeah, you've got Nick just going off from carriage to carriage doing his own thing. I think Michael gets a girlfriend and breaks up with her while he's on the underground. And, <laughs> um, I might watch done. that tonight. 
though he wanted to make his character annoying everyone. It's a really strong episode. So they actually did quite a few really good Christmas episodes, my family. So it's a show that I've been meaning to like go back and rewatch at some point. Yeah, I should also they... see if Just Shoot Me ever had Christmas eps because obviously I love that sitcom and it's probably the kind of show that's got a good feel good Christmas ep or two. So there we go. Yeah. Um, uh, Cam Winston for you, Kay. Yeah, we've got Hammy. Uh, hi, lads. Hope you're doing well. We, William, are you a doctor yet? Uh, may we pre- preempt things and call you Doctor Will? <laughs> that was a bad, bad impression of Blythe. Oh, <laughs> so that was pretty good. But I digress. I, when, when do you become a doctor? Uh, with any luck, the 24th of January. Wow. Which is when I. The year of the doctor. That, that's when I have my Viva. Um, so fingers wow. crossed it goes Exciting to plan. It is. Um, you mentioned Black Eyes recently after Key's wonderful story from when he was younger. I've had two in my lifetime and both from football. Uh, both when I was playing in goal and misjudged my position when diving and patted into oh, a post eye first. That's bad. Uh, another was when I went out to save the ball by diving at the feet of the attacker and copped a boot to the face, but did save the goal. It sounds that. like someone I'd want behind me if I was in defence. Exactly. It's the, the New Zealand answer to Emilio Martinez. There you it? go. <laughs> Um, anyway, a thought for you since we are almost in silly season. Um, well, here we are nearing Christmas after another year of your quite simply brilliant podcasting. So from me to you, I, and I dare say on behalf, uh, I dare say on behalf of the wider We're Listening Podcast family, um, thank you for your efforts each week, for allowing Corey and I to run trivia, for allowing us to comment each week, for having the most enjoyable live episode early in the year. You two rock and I love contributing each week. Peace and as always, up the villa. Absolutely lovely stuff. Everyone will be listening to this after Christmas and after New Year, maybe, or maybe just around New Year's Day. So I hope you've all had a lovely Christmas at this point and had a great uh, New Year's. Um, I only wish we did more live episodes because I hate that we have to wait for so long to do one. They were so good. I mean, we Um, could do more if you want. I mean, the only question is, is does it lose the special nature of I it. think maybe it does I mean if we're ever going to do more than one it would just be like say like one halfway through and one at the end or yeah yeah that would be the best way to do it I think yeah. um, but I think they've, they've got a nice specialness to them and there'll only be 11 of them if we do one per season then maybe some kind of special bonus at the end or however we want to do it because eventually one day there will have to be a last ever episode of this podcast um, we just go back and do them again it's like uh, we're listening re-review their oh my god it just what keeps... we could do we could do a podcast episode where we review our podcast episode of that episode i'd be so up for that case let's just, <laughs> let's just go as deep as the single go um that's like on the matrix taking the red and blue pill at the same time that's what we'll be doing um but yes thank you everyone next time we will be back with uh season four episode nine which is Liar Liar. Um, episode 10. It's episode 10, <laughs> um, which is Liar Liar. Um, I'm just trying to remember which episode this... Oh, no, I hate this episode. Which one? It's the uh, one where he goes to see John Rosetsky or whatever his name is, Rosetsky, the guy who he, like, ju- uh, said did the alarm in school oh, and he's now yeah. in prison. Yeah. Um not a great episode, but we will make it sing, I'm sure, with our uh, insightful analysis. <laughs> That's a joke. Um, also, I can't believe Porridge only had 21 episodes. Oh, you only ran for three seasons. It's like six. I thought episodes. it was on all the time. Um, but it, there is the. I don't know if that includes. They did a pilot episode, um, which isn't actually part of season one, called "The Prisoner and the Escort." I think. 
Right. Um, there's the two Christmas specials, and they actually did a movie as well. Is the movie one where they actually escape now, like going across fields and things? Yeah, they escape and then basically they escape accidentally and they have to break back in. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen that. Yeah. Um, I think that was Again, on that's too. another one that's on BBC iPlayer if you want to watch Christmas special. Oh, there we go. Thank you for the recommendations, Kay. Uh, oh, I've also, just before we go, I've just had a message from someone on Facebook from Eric Paul who says, my wife and I begin every morning with an episode or two of Frasier and go to bed each night listening to your podcast. Both are relaxing ways to greet and say farewell to a day. I'm sure the makers of the show had no idea that it would turn into such a thing for so many people as it tends to be reported on We're Listening. Your podcast is excellent. Oh, that's very nice. Thank you, Eric Paul. I hope you and your wife are tucked up in bed right now as you hear me reading that out. I'm not sure if you're going back to this, but I think we actually have a couple more comments in Trivia Mail. Is that not... Sorry, not Trivia Mail. Listener Mail. Do we? I think so. Do we not have Orgforth, who says... Um, Sorry, have I missed completely missed some extra list of mail? I think we've got Orgforth, who says, what others have noted that Americans tend to have a camp for Christmas... My family's Christmas tradition is that each member of the family gets to pick whatever dish they want. I have five kids and my parents usually come as well. So we end up with nine people and a bunch of random choices. Usually there's bacon, cheddar biscuits, which is fluffy American bread biscuits, uh, roasted Brussels sprouts, some sort of pie and whatever else the kids come up with. I love that, actually. I think that sounds so much fun. Yeah. Bring a dish and uh, oh, that'd be amazing. A good old potluck. Yeah, I completely missed these extra listener mails, so apologies. Uh, good night, Seattle says, could someone please tell me how posting trivia, etc. works? I keep trying to work out how to get involved, but I always end up out of sync. Um, if you're listening, good night, Seattle, every week on our thread, you will see Corey, who's Mischief Knight, and Hamish, Cam Winston, post their trivia. If you respond to one of them, they will add you to a, a Facebook group where they do the trivia, um, and you will be then in the inner sanctum. And I think the last comment is um, Natural Literature 2, who says, um, some silly inconsistencies. I like how Niles all of a sudden can cook a beautiful turkey, but not long ago could barely shred carrots. And in later episodes, he's a wonderful cook because of his adventures at Source Camp. (laughs) I'd love to go to Source Camp. That sounds like an amazing time. Um, But yes, now officially, thank you everyone for for getting in touch. And we'll be back uh, with Liar Liar. But until then, I've been Will. I've been Kay. And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. 